The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Happy Valentine's Day, precious Do Joy listeners. Have I told you lately that I love you? Yeah, probably. Pretty much every episode. And maybe that sounds like total bullcrap when you hear it. I would understand if that's how you receive it. There was a time in my life when I definitely would have received it that way too. I've spent my whole life chasing that next higher rung on the ladder and evolving my consciousness. And I'll spend the whole rest of my life doing the same. Because all that means is that I'm committed to moving ever closer and closer to my true core essence which I know, irrefutably, to be love itself. Yours too. It's that truest inner being I'm always talking about in Joy School and here on this podcast. It's inside me and it's inside you and it's what connects all of us in this oneness soup. Staying aware of that, that we're all just peas bobbing around together in this big old vat of oneness soup. That is everything to me. What's that thing Malcolm Gladwell talks about? It takes 10,000 hours of practice to master whatever it is you want to master. Well, that's where I've put my 10,000 hours on mastering connection with that true source me that is absolute love and joy one by one meticulously teasing out and diminishing all those blocks that we all have to experiencing ourselves as that truest inner self. And I don't mean to apply that I've mastered it. All we can ever do is reach for that next rung and then the next in our ability to live from that place. I just mean, when I tell you I love you, it's for real. You're here listening because you've touched that essence in you and you want to foster your connection to it. And that alone is more than enough reason for me to genuinely love you. So on this Valentine's Day, you are loved. You are perfect. Wherever you are in your journey through this life, you are 
wildly, irrefutably deserving of all the love there is, right here, right now. So how did it go with your reframes last week? You were going to come up with something in your life that you didn't like and find some sliver of a piece of it that you could feel okay about. Were you able to authentically find anything? Again, this wasn't about pasting a smiley face sticker over a cesspool. Positive thinking doesn't work when it contradicts your true feelings and beliefs that are under there. Your subconscious isn't an idiot. The point was to deliberately funnel your attention in such a way that you see the full picture of this thing, this situation, not just that part that you're hating. And the reason we do that is that it can help to flatten out the intense negative response you're having to this thing. Like I've shared here many times, whatever is getting a lot of your attention is going to grow in your life. That goes for the positive attention as well as the negative. That's why we focus on gratitude so much. So with this thing that you'd rather not have in your life, it's not like I'm wanting you to get super grateful for it. That would be tough and a little absurd. I'm just looking to get your emotional response to this thing nullified a bit. It's simply energetic law that whatever gets our big energy is going to grow. Whatever you pour a lot of your love and gratitude and passion into, probably that would be the good stuff in your life, that's likely to stay in your life. You've got a strong point of attraction from all that positive energy that you're giving it through your valuable, valuable attention. You want to celebrate that stuff till the cows come home. And whatever you hate, whatever bugs the heck out of you, whatever you complain incessantly about, is likely to stay in your life because you've got a strong point of attraction on it. Energy is your attention. Your attention is energy. That's what creates the magnet that determines what stays prominent in your experience. So the exercise last week was to help you get closer to neutral about that thing you don't like. If you can find a sliver of where it's actually maybe kind of good, maybe to your benefit, that just drains the bigness of the energy out so that this thing can have less magnetic pull. What you really want is to move toward a place of neutrality on it. The things that you don't give your attention to are always going to diminish and eventually fade out of your experience. They have to. You can literally starve them into non-existence by refusing to feed them your attention. So I thought I'd share my suggestion for your home play this week before I introduce you to my fascinating guests who will help us celebrate Valentine's Day with a look at how spirituality intersects with sexuality. Ooh la la. But before I get Vic and Rodney on here, let's talk home play. It's Valentine week, so it's going to be about love, of course. And I'm going to sidestep romance here. You're hearing enough about that right now. I'm going to sidestep even all those sweet friendships and family relationships you have, all that kind of love. You're a pretty advanced crew, my listeners. I can feel that. So we're going to go straight for the biggie. I want you this week to use your deliberate power of attention to find that place in you that is love. 
just contemplating this inner essence is what will grow your connection with it. It's amazing how it works. And then I want you to take your home play out onto the streets. Once you've accessed that place in you that is pure love, you're going to go find that place in everyone you interact with. You'll see a stranger in the grocery store and you'll feel where they are pure love and divine energy. This is the essence of the Sanskrit word namaste. Simply put, namaste means the divine in me recognizes and honors the divine in you. It's the soup thing. With enough attention on the energy of namaste, it's not that hard to truly love and honor all people with all their limitations. It's only our fears and protections that keep us from allowing ourselves to feel that love. You've probably heard that classic analogy about how holding a grudge against someone is like eating poison and expecting the other person to die, meaning that it harms the holder of the grudge far worse than the person that the grudge is against. Well, in a similar vein, your soul self wants to love everybody. It feels good to love. It doesn't feel good to judge and dislike people. And loving everyone doesn't mean you have to have relationships with everyone. You can be honest with the people in your life regarding how much time you want to spend with them and what you want the nature of your relationship to be while still loving every one of them. So your home play this week is to try as best you can to look at every single person you encounter through your namaste lens. First feeling into the divine in you, you're going to imagine bowing to each of these humans saying the divine in me recognizes and honors the divine in you. It feels so good to see the people in your life this way, trust me. You're going to need to give up any vestiges of attachment that you may still have to controlling or changing anyone else. You can't make anyone be nice to you, respect you, or love you. You can't make anyone give you things that you want. But in, in acknowledging that we're all just extensions of the same divine energetic entity, you can feel compassion for them. And then the desire to change or control them is going to naturally fall away. When you make this commitment every day to seeing everyone you encounter through your namaste lens, you'll just start automatically looking for ways to appreciate and assist people. And when that becomes your foremost intention, it's hard to ever feel slighted. If someone cuts you off on the road, and you can see that person as merely an extension of you, an extension that was in a bigger hurry than you were in that moment for whatever reason, and you decide to just bless that rascally road hog, can you see how much grief and stress you'll be able to spare yourself? One of my favorite Buddha quotes has always been, if you truly loved yourself, you could never hurt another. He's talking about the soup again. All right, so you have your home play. I hope you use it to up the love that you experience this Valentine week. The love that you experience is way more within your control than you've ever been led to believe. It's really not about waiting for someone else to love you. 
I hope this week's home play gives you a glimpse of that truth. Let's hear from Vic and Rodney now. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Today, we'll be talking with Vic Confer and Rodney Wittenberg of Life Dream Films and Melody Vision. They are the producers of a new documentary called Angels and Saints, Eros and Awe. It's about the intersection of sexuality and spirituality and how we might attain wholeness with the blending of these two realms. This is a podcast about joy, so naturally I am super intrigued about this blending, and I just love what these creative souls are all about. Vic is a filmmaker, licensed clinical social worker, workshop trainer, author. His most recent film is Portraits of Professional Caregivers, Their Passion, Their Pain. Talk about a good, timely topic. It was broadcast widely on American public television, screened at venues all across the country, national and regional conferences, nominated for a regional Emmy for Outstanding Documentary. Rodney is an Emmy Award-winning modern renaissance man. He's done everything from full-length film production to music composition. He loves discovering what makes things tick and how to creatively intersect with them interesting. So I just want to get right into it with you two. Welcome, Vic and Rodney. Oh, thank you. For that. This is great. Tell us how do sexuality and spirituality intersect? I mean, I watched the movie. It was amazing. I love it. I love it. And um, I want you to explain that to the listeners, that that intersection between sexuality and they spirituality. They are really the same thing. They intersect by virtue of the spirituality emerging out of beautiful sexuality, out of really tender, loving, caring, respectful, exciting, sensual, wonderful uh, sexuality. Now, sexuality is not the only way to find the spirit, but the beauty that comes to us through this world we live in whether it's sex or whether it is art or music or poetry or just looking at a magnificent tree or flower, the spirit is contained in our object appreciation and our sensuality. So in our culture, there's been a, a great bifurcation of these things mm. for some reason sexuality has had to suffer fear shame such things as that and so really it's a natural thing that these things come together i was going to say that makes so much intuitive sense i mean when you talk about what what that all means for us and feels for us we all have that felt sense that sexuality is beauty and joy and all the things that we associate with with the, a spiritual connection, with connection to the spiritual world. 
That's right. Yep. And why is it so important at this time in history that we sort of set aside that outdated shame notion that we have around sexuality? Well, I don't think we're going to be able to necessarily evolve to the next level of enlightenment being as humans if we don't figure out this mind-body-soul connection. We, it, without being whole, we're not going to be able to find a way to connect with each other. We're not going to be able to, you know, I, I, particularly, I, I think, it, as we um, in, improve our technology, which moves faster than we do, if we don't find a way to connect, truly connect to ourselves and each other, I don't know if we can figure out a way to survive as a species. I know that sounds, sounds very joyous and sounds <laughs> That's okay. But the joy is that we have the, uh, the we have the capability uh, through uh, to connect because we're all human and there's a human need for touch for uh, uh, you know love uh, and 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 not just the kind of romantic love but deep um, that that love that comes from the source that that universal love that love that is. Um, that's so hard to describe or put into words, but when you, when you, when you see it or feel it, you know, and and those are the moments when I think that you're, you know, when you feel that 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 kind of love, you are whole. You 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 do feel that connection, but it's it's so hard to stay there in the culture we're in. Well, that's uh, you know, the op- optimistic side of that um, very realistic statement that you just made is that. Um, Indeed, there are people finding that wholeness. There are people indeed um, making those connections that are finding within their relationships, within their um, appreciation of this amazing world and universe in which we live, those connections. And and so um, I think in the present time, really what our film is trying to do is present the voices of those what we call our angels and saints these angels are messengers angels are messengers of good news of 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 new of real news of of beauty and um they're the avant-garde they're the ones that are out front there And, and these are the people that we have selected to be interviewed and that have uh, such beautiful uh, messages for us. I, I saw that, that you, you selected people from religious backgrounds who had such a more expansive whole view. I like the way you're, you're using the, um, the concept of fragmentation, because what I hear you saying is that that's what is keeping us from feeling that deep spiritual love is fragmented parts of ourselves. Am I correct in assuming that that's because of the shame we've been taught to feel around sexuality and different kinds of sexual expression? Oh yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, I mean, this uh, separation started, as we indicate in the film, um, centuries ago, really. It was not a part of, of early Christianity and probably not of aspects of Judaism either. And those are the two traditional religions that we focus on. We don't get into the Islamic faith. That's a kind of another film or another issue. But 
Um, that separation started centuries ago um, with a kind of shaming, a kind of, uh, it has its roots really in Greek um, philosophy and, and such. But in any case, the evolution of all this is that um, there is a, a, a contemporary understanding of the beauty of the wholeness, the beauty of the connectivity, the, the beauty that we are part of a, of a universe in which it all makes sense, where it all comes together, where we can have an experience of, of beauty and joy and meaning that's all connected. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're pointing to these religious beliefs that so many of us are indoctrinated into and i feel that even um even those of us who maybe didn't have a religious upbringing it's so seeped into the culture that sex is something to be ashamed of and especially you know you you talk about various forms of sexual expression and gender expression and how without understanding any of the science behind it or or anything about it there's a demonization of anything that seems slightly different i remember one of the uh, speakers in your in your film spoke about a power dynamic like things that we can't control are frightening and we want to have ways to control them that's right well yeah. it's, i always find it interesting in, in western culture the idea is to control the unknowable and to know the unknowable and in a lot of earth cultures and eastern culture it is an african culture it's it, it i don't want to say acceptance but it's it's with the unknowable as opposed to over or yeah, trying to find beauty in that mystery that's where the juice yeah. is right yeah. yes yeah it's it it's it's okay well i don't know that okay i will just be with it and sit with it not well we don't know that so we must clamp it down we must make sure it never happens again yes. <laughs> it's kind of more um you know the western idea if we don't understand it then it, it must be uh, vanquished yes and so uh uh and and thus we end up vanquishing parts of ourselves because we're we're also not 100 percent knowable uh you know uh, we're always learning new things about ourselves as we evolve so uh i think to deny or or shut down i think one of the speakers in the film says is if you if you if you try and squash that energy you're you're killing part of yourself and it's not and we're not compartmentalized it's not i don't think it's possible to just kill a part of oneself you either you're shut down or you're not i mean you know either you you've closed off a part of yourself or you haven't and if that is closed then you're you're closed i think part of what rodney is talking about is what one of the quote-unquote angels in our film calls the ineffable it is beyond words it is beyond our comprehension really and in the film we really try to um, not only hear the voices of the people interviewed um, and their efforts to express the ineffable but we we use a lot of art. We use uh, music and poetry and dance, uh, nature photography, um, various other artistic elements to allude to what is really ineffable. 
which cannot be expressed in words. It is beyond our understanding. And, and really that is the, the territory of the ecstatic, is the territory of awe, A-W-E, awe. And, and this, is, this is really what um, the film is uh, seeking and, and, and grasping for. And uh, we really wondered if the film was going to be such a, um, a unique kind of niche film that no one would be interested in it. But we're very pleased that, um, you know, a number of film festivals, I think 10 or 11 so far, have shown an interest have selected it have awarded it so it must be speaking to somebody and not just to religious people i mean we we our intention really is that the audience will be secular uh not just people brought up in this divisive uh, religious orientation that has done so much damage but that it really is a film for everyone Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that it's winning awards. That's that's beautiful. I saw that list of film festivals where it's being shown. It's super impressive. So I'm sure that um, you'll you'll tell listeners how they can watch the film. We'll, we'll, we'll do that now. Well, while we're anyone, talking about anyone that wants to watch the film and has a possible intention of screening the film, uh, at this stage in our process, we can share the film uh, with a password. It, it is not officially released yet. It has been shown at uh, various preview screenings and, uh, and at the film festivals, but uh, we're very happy to share it with people. And um, what we're really looking for are um, virtual screenings because that seems to be the way things are done. People are not really going yet because of the pandemic into theaters and into uh, a lot of live screenings, but they are watching things online. And um, that's something that we can arrange for groups and are happy to do so. Beautiful. So, and it might turn up at a festival near some listeners if you want to give the website so they can check that out too. Well, the website is very simple. It is ASEA Film. The ASEA stands for Angel Saints, um, Arrows and Awe, ASEA, ASEA Film.com. So um, that's the way to access us and the film. And we'd love to hear from people. I'm sure there will be some, some screenings following this. How do we let go of body shaming and demonizing sexuality? What would you tell listeners who you know, may or may not be going to hear the film but are fascinated by this subject and just need some, some help moving humanity to a better place where this just isn't even a thing anymore? Well, Rodney has the answer to that, right, Rodney? <laughs> I, have, I have the answer. Thanks, Rick. Um, I think it begins with healing and, uh, and finding out... Um, you know, investigating where and if you've had trauma in the past and and working to heal that trauma. And also, uh, and one of the ways of, that we talk a lot about in the film is through art and, uh, or, or the arts, the, you know, the practice of uh, creating, making can help to heal uh, the places where we've been hurt. And, um, and you know, there are all different types of, um, 
things you can do like meditation and and finding a spiritual home that speaks to you and uh like you know being in communion and connection with others is probably actually one of the best ways of of doing of doing this uh, of of healing and finding connection uh if you can find a community that 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 you connect with and doing this with others is is actually what i think is probably the best way of of uh of of healing some of the uh negative things we've inherited you're speaking the joy school language rodney thank you <laughs> that is really beautifully said and I, I do think it takes uh, another person uh or two or a community it, it's a healing process that doing that by oneself can be very challenging um it's not impossible it happens sometimes through art and through one's connection with the beautiful world we live in but it certainly is facilitated as rodney said through community connection. i love that it's beautiful yeah yep. well thank you so much for taking time with us today rodney and Vic. it's been a pleasure chatting with you pleasure talking with you as well and but yes thank you for having us wasn't that some awesome insight and kind of juicy for your valentine week okay my darlings you have your home play you are loved. You are love. And for reals, I love you. See you next week, sweet peas. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. I'll see you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love.
Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.